Hello beautiful soul friend, this is Claire and the Art of Life, uh, not on YouTube and <laughs> um, coming to you from the back of my kitchen in the wee niche in front of the wood burning stove with my cats around and there might be some household noises and um, even some weather uh, noise in the background. I hope you'll hear me and I want to continue with this call to notice this notice to all living men and women um i want to i want to delve a bit more deeply in this third podcast um number two having been censored on youtube and deleted i want to want to speak here um to some of the deeper more ethical aspects of of where we actually are right now and um how we tentatively or passionately or any part of the spectrum of human um, approach, how we engage with what's happening just now in order to bring remedy to it. just want to point out that I did spend quite a bit of time trying to get my hair bobble contraption to sit centrally and it just won't do it. I've tried several times. This is the way my hair is going today and it's floating to the south so um yeah these are really serious subjects and and i want to try and speak about them in a way that's accessible and that is still holding the gravity of them um and this subject i want to explore here in this session is do we hold a right to be ignorant is it within our human right to be ignorant and just taking a step back from that to begin, um, human and right, the idea of rights um, is a bit of a, an, anom uh, an anomaly or a, a misnomer, like it's two things that shouldn't sit together. Um, we as spiritual beings incarnate have inalienable rights that have to be lived and acted and, and must be respected by all other levels of organisation, authority and structures around us and by other beings. So long as we are not harming or stealing from others and or, or directly or indirectly. My hair's just, I think it's going to go. There we go. Let's see if I can make it stay there. Right. And not many people really comprehend this fully. Most of us understand, stand under some kind of an external authority telling us that we have certain rights within reasons unless they don't want us to have those rights. <laughs> and mostly what's happened in the last couple of years is that the rights that we all presumed to them not having been challenged before have been slowly they've slowly disappeared and the authority and dictatorship and pushing towards control surveillance interference with our health interference against our will in our health and well-being and sanity and so on and hardcore indoctrination into being medicalized into life being medicalized and our mind body spirit having a system even if we don't believe in it enforced upon it 
um, that is not just interfering but um, diminishing our vitality, sanity, health and well-being and our fundamental or more more than fundamental, our inalienable rights. <clears throat> what in- inalienable means, if you haven't come to my podcast before, is it means it can't be separated from us, a bit like a virus. <laughs> that it can't be isolated and separate from separated from us. All folks at all times, all living beings at all times, all living human beings inherently have as a just as we have emotions just as we have thoughts just as we have a physical body we have the right to feel safe to go peacefully about our business to subsist to feed ourselves to clothe ourselves to work in in a way that we enjoy and for our sweat equity to go out in the world in a way that we see fit we're allowed free will to choose and discern and put our work out in the world. At the same time, all of these, like we could talk for the next hour about about just about these, the misconceptions that the average person has about their own rights, what they're what someone's allowed to do to them against their will, and and also without their not just against their will without their consent, but also without properly informing them about what the consequences of what they're doing to them might be. Um, and in all of that big, holy, chaotic mess, there's also the issue of, as, I, as I'm unravelling in my work and how I share my work in the world with my relationships and how I relate to family, friends, community, um, wider public if such a thing really exists and um, the collective conscious coming back to natural law and inalienable rights um, there's a certain level of duty of care that we think of as being exclusive to authorities corporations involved in care services and health services a duty of care to take care of um, <laughs> the subject or the patient or the client. But there's a whole other level of care um, and a duty of care. I, I would say that wherever we see something in a structure in reality, it's always in that structure in reality in order to be part of a corporate model, in order to effectively, for one person to harvest the energy of another or harvest the attention or harvest the resources of another. And the, when we go back to the root of the thing, like what is the root of duty of care, it is the, the very core ethic that should never be separated from one being, one human being, one living man or one living woman, and turned into a concept. It's something that is inherent to them, that if I see somebody fall, in front of me in the street that I will instinctively reach forward and lift them up or help them get their shopping back in their bag that's burst open or help them find somewhere to sit or phone their friend to come and pick them up, whatever the thing is. The duty of care 
that when someone's in trouble near us, that we intuitively would never do anything other than go towards them to offer help. Another being in need should have our full attention in that moment, in their moment of need. At the same time, of course, the world is much more complicated than that. And there are a lot of very needy people in the world. And there are a lot of people who've, whose neediness and state of vulnerability has been manipulated to the point that no matter how much care we give them, they're not going to feel the benefit of it. They're just going to be needing more care. Um, but again, that's kind of a circuitous way of thinking that might come back round to me just not doing anything for anyone ever, which certainly would not be right and certainly would not be good and certainly would not be a justified position to have in the world. And yet for the majority of people who live in cities and walk around and daily see people on the streets, living on the streets and people in, in dire need and people with a lot less than them, that is the conditioning necessary for them to stay in their comfortable place in a suburb or their comfortable job or their shiny shoed party reality whilst somebody is starving and alcoholic and being beaten up on the street. And I, and I know that's just a bit of a cliche film theme from Hollywood type of thing, but I, I just want to get closer to like circle in on this, like what our actual duty of care is to each other and how we how we've been manipulated into caring in ways that are external to us and that are not seeing what's right in front of us and, and what is necessary in terms of care in front of us. And in, in this particular very specific moment in reality, in, in human evolution, as it were, There are some there are some significant um, distances between what's happening, what we think is happening, or what we're being encouraged to think is happening, and what we're encouraging each other to do and participate in and and what we're very tangibly ignoring even if someone's saying it right in front of our face or, or giving us the information very directly into our senses um collectively a lot of us are are very much wearing blinkers um and avoiding the very necessary observation of what's really happening right in front of us right now. Um, and uh, again, I, I know a lot of people are talking about controversial aspects of the, the agenda, the pharmaceutical agenda, the genocide program, the mass depopulation of the planet. I know a lot of people are talking about the controversial aspects of them and putting one aspect against another aspect. And I'm trying to build a more 
panoramic view in the context of solution. Um, and fortunately or unfortunately, the that kind of work is really um, the very the very intricate sewing and knitting of things that have been so disconnected that in our brains we literally see them as two separate things. The re-knitting of those things into our beingness, into our consciousness and into our awareness, into our sentience, in order that we can actually make right choices rather than wrong choices. And um, although, the, again, these, the subject of a right choice and a wrong choice might be very subjective, um, objectively taking a step back and standing far, far back and looking at the overview of generally what is right and wrong about what we're per participating in collectively right now, there is most certainly a, a right or a wrong to whether or not we take a jib jab and another jib jab to whether or not we wear a mask and to whether or not we participate in restrictions that limit our freedoms and are, are very likely to increasingly limit our freedoms forever and those of the those who come after after us <clears throat> so um <clears throat> the the re-knitting of reality and perception is perhaps what I'm what I'm getting to here about um, what we really owe to each other, what we owe to our life, our life purpose and our life duty. The point of us being here, um, there's definitely something that's unraveling for me around um, and for those around me as to how much effort we put into communicating with each other around the facts, the science, the evidence of what's really going on behind the so-called pandemic, which has never been a pandemic, a pandemic, never, and in the last two years. And for all the evidence that's being presented, and I'm talking about actual evidence that's being pre presented by experts, not prostitute experts who are taking coin on TV for playing the narrative, the pharmaceutical narrative, but experts who've been censored on TV and in media who have been talking about the, the deeper truth and the deeper facts from day one about all aspects of the whole pandemic, plandemic. Um, there's a, a whole swathe of the population which is growing <clears throat> all the time, um, probably upwards of 40% of the population now, who are very clear that this is a constructed pandemic, that it's not a real one, that what we're dealing with, once you see the evidence, um, is the common flu that has been psychologically manipulated and 
people have been hooked into seeing it as something else other than what it really is. And then the the wholesale use of very aggressive protocols, very inappropriate protocols, and non-vaccine injections to interfere with the body's immune system so that then multiple issues ensue that are then again labelled as the original corona fantasy dream ladybird book fairy tale um and here we are like i'm i'm talking round in circles again trying to loop into where we actually have a duty of care each of us the individual to our family to each other to our neighbors to our animals <laughs> to our our the collective conscious <sighs> to keep the conversation open to unravel the censorship to delve into the creative chaos and be willing to embrace it all and then tease from all the woolly mass like the raw wool filled with twigs and mud and shit that comes from the sheep before we make wool teasing out the threads forming it into a thread spinning and weaving it spinning it into a ball of wool making it into a skein a, a ball a pile of wool that it can be used to sew or knit or make fabric. Rather than being entangled in the chaos, that we do the hard work of separation, the hard work of cleaning, the hard work of carding or, or pulling the threads longwise to be in line with each other rather than being all tangled up and messy. Um, the majority of folk who've been pulled into the um, pandemic, in inverted commas, and into taking jabs that are not for the benefit of their health in, in any way uh, or, or shape or form, um, often have a perception of either, either a very dis divided perception of everything that's in the media is true, everything that anyone else says is untrue, so it's, it's divided, but it's also distorted, like it's contrary to the truth. Or they've got a sense that <clears throat> there's just loads of information and they can't differentiate to which is right or wrong. It's just all a big mishmash. So when they try and reason in their own minds, they, they just feel a chaotic mess. Um, I've been talking with some friends about that lately recently and feeling into this how chaotic it's really getting and how very perverse the mainstream narrative is against people demonstrating against who they folk that they um, label as no vaxxers uh, anyone who isn't sitting down and meekly taking their jab as a no vaxxer uh, which is nothing of the sort and just setting up the polemic a bit like conspiracy theory and um, setting up the polemic that, you know, the truth will come only from your government and you can only listen to sanctioned news and 
authorised information by fact checkers, which they've already admitted are just a bunch of folk with opinions. <laughs> oh, bless, bless everyone. So the chaos, um, there's a very strong polemic. There's the very extreme views of many conventional leaders like politicians and heads of state, um, people in authority and military authority and police authorities, uh, angry doctors and so on, who are really not the ones who should be angry, who are like angry doctors in the mainstream, um, projecting onto folk who are trying to stop them from genociding the world. Um, like demanding that people should be shut up. Um, angry folk on social media trying to shut down free speech and shut down channels of information where you might actually get an overview of what's going on. Um, there's the extreme, but there's also lots of subtle in-between, um, which in my experience are, are kind of like in-between um, points in in stepping into truth, like in between stations in stepping into truth, where we stop for a while and rest and fix on a certain viewpoint, um, rather than having a dynamic evolving feeling and knowing and experience, a living experience of what's happening. In, in the chaos of having these extreme views and all these different stations being presented and all these different conclusions by people with, with varying amounts of information about the whole situation, uh, people jumping to conclusions and resting on that platform for a while, resting on that stage of their understanding for a while. So long as the process locks down into one station or or one view or and and like people rest into that this is what's happening, like this one static thing is happening, or that one person is responsible, or we're not all in some way culpable, um it takes the onus off all of us. It takes the it puts the focus on the bad guy or the bad woman and or the bad structures, like people having too much money, um, patriarchs out of control, um, pharmaceutical corporations having no liability, and so on. Um, and wherever wherever it's going, hang on, cat's really heavy. Sorry, Benjamino, you're very heavy on my legs. Um, to whatever extent we get tangled up in our either our victimhood or their tyrannical badness, we're we are getting away from our part in it. And again, not to make us a victim of like, oh, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong, or or but nobody told me. Um, just the simple. I just want to speak to the simple fact the simple, true, natural law fact that we all influence each other, positively and negatively, we all influence each other, meaning we all affect 
what each other think, feel, know and experience. We all contribute and interweave in our beingness. Um, we are more than an isolated individual satellite circling around the rest of the population. We are interwoven in subtle and very tangible, very gross effect, gross ways. Um, but somehow we've been tricked into thinking that we're that we're not, that we can be completely separated and locked in a box for a while, even hiding our identity and then covering our face, covering our mouth and our teeth, which make us very identifiable. And um, not touching each other, not getting too close to each other. Um, but really that that is kind of delaying the inevitable and it's kind of delaying um, a real effect of how we actually do touch each other, do affect each other, do communicate directly with each other, how we identify with each other and identify each other, how we recognise and witness each other and feel each other. Um, we can temporarily put blocks in place, but that will have consequences, negative consequences. And in the long term, you know, it can't, that can't work as a tactic forever. Um, but it certainly works as a tactic towards an agenda that is, that wishes to have everybody surveilled and for them to lose their connection with their true identity, what their actual living identity is, and to force them more and more into a restricted life that doesn't involve making any spontaneous choices or movement or interaction with the elements or um, changes in direction that the state doesn't want you to make or just living like a natural free man or woman. So the temporary extreme psychotic behaviour that people have been convinced without understanding the full picture to join in with the mask wearing, the stepping back from each other, the, the not entering more than one person in a shop at a time, etc, etc. The refusal of folk who don't have green passes or lots of jib-jab marks in their arm. Um, I think maybe in the, in the near future you'll only be allowed in if you've got some mortally um, offending symptom into a bar or a shop. You can only come in if you're half dead from having jib-jabbed. Um, no offence to folk, it's, it's all really messed up and sad stuff. But yeah, the, the fact that we're so fully in, in the belief that the separation is justified, that it's right, that it's useful, and that it actually can be done, um, is is part of why it's so difficult right now to speak to each other about 
to alert each other to what's happening to our detriment and what's going to lead to us eventually having no rights and no health and no freedom and no identity, no identity. Um, so getting back to my original subject <laughs> that this podcast may or may, may not vaguely relate to. And supping on my tea that's gone cold. Um, yeah, our duty of care to each other uh, is something that we can have a theory about and, and even talk at great length about. But the, the practicalities of how we actually um, chip away at the separation, um, how we start building with re-threading um, the space and the separation to reconnect the, the aspects of the self that have been separated. Um, in my living experience that I've had around this, um, it's such a beautiful natural process that that really to speak about it abstractly and give it uh, some bullet points and, and pointers um, might be a wee bit superfluous, but I'll, I'll just say anyway, like for myself, I've felt in the past two years in particular, a whole series of um, reintegrations of aspects of self that have maybe been just e even just subtly like shifted away from their natural setting as it were but just that tiny shift in something like just a crack in something that should be whole just a a just a slight disjointedness that is setting the whole thing off just a, a subtle whisper of a doubt about something that should be just clear and flowing and true and bright and expressive um to me as a as an artist and a painter working with natural pigments and um, color color form composition feeling um the integration of the the different aspects are a, are a bit like the color getting brighter the form getting more harmonious and beautiful and the the picture just forming really clearly, each painting being really different and unique, but being a work of art because they are a beautiful balance of all these really subtle and complex elements, including colour, form, line, balance, um, chiaroscuro, chiaroscuro, um, uh, tone, and uh, like how the eye enters into the painting, how the heart is moved by the painting, the emotion and so on. And the mastery of that, like a, a happy, well, healthy, living woman or man in right nature, in nature and right identity and truth, is just a, a beautiful, colourful painting that is that has a mastery of all these di complex, different elements, and and is also a, an absolute expression of the artist who made it. 
whereas well, and again, I'm not trying to separate myself or say from the ego that I am better than folk who've been jib-jabbed or I'm just trying to explain the, the difference between the difference in order that we can bridge the difference between having li- very little information about what's really going on in the world and like why somebody's asking you to take a jab that isn't going to benefit your immune system in any way that in fact might be dismantling it and might be completely deconstructing your body's functioning vitality. Um, the uh, Trying to talk about this, knowing that this is happening to my family, knowing that this is happening to my neighbours and my loved ones, it's... I can't separate the emotion from that and that doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me out of control or losing my power or anything like that it just it means and again this is coming back to the painting it means that my colors are clear whereas the majority of people are working in literally in monochrome which doesn't mean that you can't make a nice painting in monochrome but it does mean that they're missing the biodiverse vitality aspect of life the spectrum of expression the uniqueness that they individually are and what their life purpose and the the positive, healthful purpose of their life in the world is. Um, <clears throat> and yes, maybe not everybody is supposed to be a freeform artist or a visionary um, living woman with mastery of certain arts, but and it's such an enormous but at the same time we are certainly not meant to be <clears throat> a bunch of folk who take our Id- identities from algorithms and who believe that our body is so inherently fallible that it needs to be medicated at all times in our life and um, that it actually needs such deep interference just to function or to be allowed to function or to be allowed to participate <clears throat> these are really problematic questions that lead to folks like myself who have a much wider view than the average person on health and many years of study and practical experience of healing my own vitality health well-being mental stability Um, sense of identity, um, comprehension of my true nature. Cat number two. Ciao! Um, Little bit of sound effects here by Arcturus, the the kitten. Um, Yeah, we should all have more colour and life and meaning in our in our days and we should have a lot less suffering and toil and pain in our days this is the fundamental that should be in the world if there's going to be a should this should be in the world and the fact that we're we're moving collectively into much more suffering toil and pain is really really dubious when it's so clear 
to those of us who don't believe in that, who don't believe that we should be suffering more and toiling more and in more pain, that we don't have suffering, toil and pain. And we want to share it with those who are suffering and toiling and really in pain. There is a duty of care there, even if the folk who are suffering are clinging on to an idea of something that simply isn't the same thing in the in the practical level, that if they're willing to look further than the surface, they will see that the the reality is is not what they're saying it is, not what they believe it is. Um, and they're clinging on to it and believing that, no, but, you know, how could your government lie to you? Why would a doctor want to jab you with something that might kill you, etc., etc.? These are important questions, but you have to ask the question and then look for the answer and follow the answer to the next question and the next answer and the next question and the next answer. And if this isn't a, a living, lifeful, dynamic, personal, private, living investigation of truth then and of the nature of reality, then really our 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 truth and our reality are not our own. They're not our own, they're being fed to us. And really the matrix is a very good metaphor or a good model of pretty much what is happening in the world. Um, so again, the duty of care is complex because all we can do is keep the conversation alive, keep the heart open, keep the mind open. Um, keep the window open for folk who want to know or ask questions. And um, I was watching day four of the Grand Jury, um, grand-jury.com or .net, can't remember, one of those. Anyway, if you look up Grand Jury on an alternative <laughs> search engine, you will find them, uh, Reiner Fulmich and uh, Friends. Ah, oh, amazing, amazing folk sharing um, evidence, experts in their field, folk at the who've got decades of experience in all the complex different aspects of 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 in which the the so called pandemic has been constructed on. Um, very very emotional to listen to. witnesses speaking and to feel how horribly, horribly how brutally people have been hooked into the reality that they're participating in right now around restrictions, around medicalisation, um, around shutting down of their own brains um, through mask wearing and through not thinking, through not asking questions, accepting um, unquestioningly the tyranny that's being put on them. Um, there are many situations in which it's not possible to have, to keep a living conversation going, but nevertheless, one's duty of care absolutely 
means saying the truth nevertheless never even if it's completely disjointed with what a person is presenting and um yeah like a woman at the door of the shop um saying talking about the cativeria of the unvaccinated like the evil essentially the real badness of the un unvaccinated um which is again a label like just in like the label of citizen and um even human being really that if we're going to take that label up and fight, use it as a weapon, <laughs> we could get into a right old mess. But just the simple unreality of that and these phrases coming out that are evidently not phrases that she has reasoned and followed logic herself to get to. They're... There's something burning. <laughs> I just thought there might be a cat on fire somewhere or something. Um, never mind. Um, yeah, trying to get to the the reasoning of um, when this is being presented as reality and it, it's a, a projection of something that has been projected into a person's head from TV, from from uh, telejournale, um news, mainstream media, um, but nevertheless not to get drawn into the other person's controversy or the untruth of it, just relentlessly keeping the truth coming, um, talking with family members about their so-called terminal illnesses that they have. Um, that they're contending with and them choosing the, the pharmaceutical path and the, the aggressive attacking of the body, mind and spirit, with chemo um, but, and accepting that that's their, their choice and yet still relentlessly, gently speaking the truth. And... Um, and also speaking it in, in the full emotion that comes with it, the full emotion of, of being a, a living mind, body, spirit that in which the emotion has been integrated and expressed and is fully alive. Um, there's not many folk in the world who, who have allowed themselves or who allow themselves regularly to fully express everything that's going on in them or to express it with the fullness of the vitality. They, they often, a lot of folk might not have the vitality because of what life is taking from them because they're connected in with all these systems and structures and cycles that are not, not for their benefit, um, which are definitely for their resources and sweat equity and even their vitality to be harvested off and sent somewhere else for their attention to be dissipated and dulled by the medications or the self-medications, the alcohol, cigarettes, caffeine, etc., that are being pumped into them by themselves. Um, yes, it is a... profoundly um, 
challenging challenge. Yeah, the complexity of staying afloat, staying on the wave and and riding this thing and keeping in mastery and in in balance, in poise, in centeredness and deeply breathing, deeply present um, in these times is in, it's an incredibly challenging challenge. Um, and it's one that I know a lot of us are up to if we're a, a mind, body, spirit incarnate um, in this time, then it's because we're called here and we chose to be here. And um, we have work to do. And I feel like for myself, certainly my own experience of what's going on right now, um, the joy of gaining mastery at it, the joy of succeeding in planting seeds and supporting people where they need supported and and just staying on the right side of history, it really is uh, an incredible honour and a beautiful, satisfying, fulfilling time. Even though at the very same time that is balanced with it being the most heartbreaking, anguishing, um, stressful, um, grief-filled of times also. And I suppose at, at the end of the day, that's a metaphor for what this is, what this duty to live a life is. It's not something random, and mysterious although the beautiful mystery I mean it's not mysterious in the sense of oh nobody knows what the fuck is going on <laughs> I mean in mysterious in a good sense um, it's not mysterious in a bad sense and it is mysterious in a good sense um, the beauty of something that we are we are living and creating and making bigger the the correction of wrong courses that we've taken as a as a collective the correction of wrong behaviours that we have accepted as normal, um, the correction of evil deeds that are being perpetrated onto us. Um, there's nothing more beautiful than this. And yet, as we reach out to the edges of, of these new levels of beingness and come more in line with what our natural state and natural beingness is, what our, our natural nature is. Nevertheless, things get more beautiful and life gets more rich, purposeful, meaningful and fulfilling because we're not just working for ourselves. We're not just working for our locality and for success in a detached, measured, financial, egotistical sense, at all costs, at any cost, but 
the the small but infinite successes of supporting other living beings in their health, in their sanity, helping them move out of systems that are killing them slowly or quickly and moving into systems of more aligned with divine intelligence, nature, um, health, sharing practical steps with folk in how they can step into their sovereignty, their freedom in sense of their time, in sense of stepping out of the hierarchy, not working under a boss, um, in sense of co-creative manifestation. Um, This is certainly a very chaotic but very beautiful co-creative time. And that that chaos, like the, the 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 coexistence of so many different levels of reality and unreality, projection and counter-projection, <laughs> conflict and forced um, outcomes, the the existence of so many different realities simultaneously is surely can only be a stimulus to creative expansion. I'm certainly holding space for that being the case. And I I certainly hold that in my own life as metaphor, as microcosm of the larger reality, I know that the times when there has been the most hopeless times in inverted commas have, have seemed to be intimately connected with times the dark darkest hour before dawn where it seems like everything's hopeless but then that void, that space that opens up allows the very thing that we want and need to come into it and that without that empty space there wouldn't have been the next thing you know, without this creative chaos and everything seemingly being up in the air, nothing being settled, there wouldn't be this stimulus to take notice and and really think about what we want and to work towards that and feel into it and intuit and trust ourselves in it. So, yeah, again, the 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 duty of care of our loved ones it 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 might seem like it's really almost impossible to to convince uh an indoctrinated loved one or neighbor or community member to to look at what they're doing to their own mind body spirit with what they're taking into their system be it mentally emotionally, physically, biochemically, nanoparticly. Um, it might seem like the, the most difficult thing in the world to overcome the, the person who has labels and um, mantras that have been fed to, into their brains by the government and the media and the pharmaceutical companies. 
it might seem like the most impossible thing to remove those mantras and and the lostness of their own mind and all of that and yet everything is the duty of care that we all have for each other it just cuts through everything and it just comes back to one living being talking to another living being and loving them and knowing what health is and knowing what sanity is and knowing what happiness is and and that's all it doesn't have to be more complicated than that and it doesn't have to be more harder work than that and so our, our part perhaps I can speak from my own experience and the experience of a lot of my friends who I'm talking in deep deep conversation with about everything that's happening I've I've spent a lot of time straining and pushing and pulling and trying to reason with people and really it, it you know, trying to convince them that I'm doing this because I love you and instead of just loving them and just telling them the truth. And then if they're not listening, they're going to hear it again still <laughs> in a different way the next day. The truth, which is, you know, the truth is the truth. Science is science. Um, facts are facts about what's going on. And health is health. Um, there are things that benefit health and there are things that diminish health. And... Those of us who are in good health have a certain authority around that, a certain mastery of that, and we can share our mastery with others. And um, I think a lot of what's going on in in this modern life, in the in the modern world, as it were, um, it's a lot more to do with um, stepping out of things, letting go of things and um, not taking in toxicity or things that are detrimental to us rather than having to strive to get very specific things in. I think that actually the body, mind and spirit can deal with an incredible amount of toxicity. It has been doing for millennia and increasingly so and it can deal with it very easily, effortlessly even because its nature is very powerful. At the same time, um, we have to know that. So our, our awareness of that has to be aligned with it, with knowing that we are infinite beingness and that we have access to infinite unlimited health and wealth and happiness within us. It comes from source, it comes from us being fully in source and knowing that we are source and that we don't have to go anywhere or, or perform any magic tricks or um, rituals or get an injection to make it. Oh, excuse me, cat here up my nose. Um, we don't have to do uh, decipher codes to get to source. Source is inside of us, but it, it at the same time, it does involve letting go a little. Um, so yeah the duty of care again has to be to ourselves first and 
there's a big difference to looking outside of ourselves rather than feeling inside of ourselves in terms of self-care and deep self-care. So again, um, it all comes back to core and source. It all comes back to self without ego and selflessness. And it all comes down to care, core, heart and core, um, care and core. I'm going to sign off. Do come and join me on hive.blog. Come and join me on Patreon. Come and join me via my connection page, Connect, on my website. Join me on Women Art Sex. I would love to meet you there. I'd love to know who you are if you're listening. And I would love to know if you have any questions. I'd love to answer them too and to keep the conversation going. Um, check out my Living in Gift website. And I will soon be sharing more around art sovereignty on my art sovereignty website. I love you. Be well. Ciao.